Yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college shoes do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Talking sports. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up on a special show on a Thursday, getting you ready for the holiday, the sports weekend. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, shoot us your emails to today at gmail.com. Tweet us, Facebook us. YouTube us. Whatever you want to do, we're there, and we're here for you to talk sports. Ray, we got a special thing towards the end of the show in honor of our guy, David Letterman, New York's finest, 22 years of CBS, 33 years NBC and CBS combined, 6,000, like 28 episodes, but we're going to do top 10 NBA players right now going into the 15-16 season. Ray and Tay are going to bring that to you towards the end of the show. Let me ask you real quick, before we get into the hoops, what what do you like or what did you love about Dave? Because some people were either Leno or Dave. We were, we're still young and old enough to remember Johnny Carson, but Dave was kind of special, you know? What did you, you think about Dave? I got to say, Dave had that dry wit and humor about him. So if I had to choose, I was definitely a Letterman guy as opposed to a Leno guy. Oh, so, definitely. What I thought he brought to the table was that he just knew how to talk to people. And, you know, he brought the silly and the irreverent to late night. And I think he took Johnny Carson and, and put a new spin on Carson. I thought Leno was, you know, more like Carson, and I thought Letterman had a little different spin to him. So, to me, well, I, Letterman I like was that. naturally I'm, funny. You know, he, that's what I like. He was a funny person. Where with Leno, you felt in like the, it was like joke, hook, line, way, joke. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, definitely. And sometimes it was absurd. I mean, they showed last night all the stuff with him and the children, the and he's kids. telling oh, the kid, God, yeah, he's telling the kid about being in prison and Santa Claus coming to the prison. I mean, that is classic. Uh, listen, we salute him, a legend. Thought it was great. His top ten list with Peyton Manning and Seinfeld and uh, Chris Rock and all the people and Alec Baldwin. I thought that Barbara Walters. I thought that was hilarious. Um, so we got to do the top ten. But Ray, before we get to what's happening right now uh, in the Rockets and Warriors, because we are live, live, live. You know, it's time to talk NBA talk. But I, I, I got to say, I got something new for you to hear. Check it out. Now time for NBA Call. Ray and Tay. Oh, that's Now we can talk NBA. Now we can talk. We've officially been intro. Now we can do it. Okay, before we get to last night, give me an update. What's happening now? Game two. Warriors up one game to none. They're balling. Howard is playing. What's the score? So we got a little less than three minutes left. 
in the second quarter. Golden State is up 51-44. 44, okay. Yeah, um, you know, listen, we, we'll we get to, you know, this, this series. Um, I guess we're here. We might as well talk about it. Game one, you know, I thought it was Golden State with those two runs that really kind of did them in. I think almost without Howard, they might be better, which is kind of blasphemous to say. But at the same time, I can contradict myself to say they can't win the series without him dominating. But if he plays like how he did while he was out there and not taking advantage of Draymond Green, then what's the purpose of him? Does that make sense? But I thought uh, Golden State was just too much and too good in terms of the Rockets with the turnovers. But Harden was ridiculous, and Curry was ridiculous. What a battle in game one. What would you think about that? So I thought that the Rockets learned something in that game, which is, to me, what you said about Howard I think is really important. I don't know that the Rockets can beat the, the Warriors playing small ball. So I think the one advantage the Rockets have is that when he's right, Dwight Howard is the best front court player, you know, in that series. And you could argue that Steph Curry and Harden negate each other. And so if you can contain Clay Thompson and then you have the best front court player, that's the way that, to me, that's the way that, that Houston wins. And I think that combination of Josh Smith alley-oop bring to your boy Howard and a little bit of Trevor Reza and a little oh, bit Trevor of... Trevor uh, was huge uh, game one. Did you love yeah. that? And a little bit it's of... It's the uh, X-Mix uh, everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Can we can we just take a pause for a second and yes. just talk about J.R. The Houston, Houston Knicks Lon and the Shumper, Cleveland Knicks. Timo Fay, yes. <laughs> Trevor Ariza. And Pablo. I mean, and I mean, Pablo, you had, you had Pablo five Tony, of them. The last series, you had Matt Barr. I mean, like, all these Knicks, it's pretty crazy out there that, that these Knicks are having success. We'll talk about the draft lottery in a minute. But back yeah, to the yeah. Houston-Golden State series, Golden State is who they are, which is an outstanding team. I mean, i got to give them credit. We haven't really given them, given them enough credit all year round. Yeah. But I think you have it's, to do something yeah. to shake them up. So either you have to be really physical or you have to be really big, play big with them, right? You're not going to really outshoot them, at least not for seven games. Well, because their four guys are going to be superior to your four. Like, if you're going to do Curry, Thompson, Green, and Barnes, and the versatility of them is too much, and then that fifth person could be Bogut or it could be Livingston or it could be Lee. I mean, it could be Iguodala. They're, they're so versatile, it's, it's, it's deadly. So to go small with them, it's, it's almost dangerous. Yeah, and, and I think not only do you have to play big, but I think you have to punish Draymond Green. Oh, yes, you should take you advantage. You can get away with Draymond Green playing center. He cannot guard oh. Dwight Howard. And he should. And your boy uh, Capella, um, Clint Capella, or whatever Capella, Capella was doing okay. Yeah, he He was uh, from France. He did okay, but Howard has got to dominate him. And we said this. Remember when Oren called in? I, 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 
we both said it, but especially it's it's got to be Howard should be 22, 25 points and 20 rebounds. How Shaq always says, a dominant big man should have 25 and 14. That's what he should have every game. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and and Shaq is right. That's you not know? bad. In That's not of, bad, Shaq. I like that. Uh, you know, no something, but it, he's. I gotta give it to him. He's right in terms of, you know, it's um, what you know. He should get you eight points a quarter. You know, he could do that. Three baskets and two free throws or whatever. But it, it just it seems like Dwight. You know, he, he teases you because he gives you a, a second, a glimpse where you're like, oh, is that Orlando Dwight? And then it goes away. And you don't want to be unfair because the guy's not been healthy for three years. But, um, you know, and then he gets the bo- – people are like, are you hurt or are you injured? Because the bone bruise are like, oh, he's playing tonight. Couldn't he have made it and toughed it through that game? But I don't want to get on somebody with that because, you know, you bang your knee and you don't know what's wrong and it's hurting. You kind of can't fight through it if you're limping, you know. Yeah, for sure. You you can never step into another man's body. I mean, for years we yeah. didn't know what, what hamstring injury was. Try playing with a hamstring injury. Try playing with a calf injury, right? It's not broken. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, it's not crazy. Busted, but if your leg can't move, your leg can't move. But yeah, I no, think no, in no, that series, that. it's all about the size, and it's all about. I mean, obviously, they have to hit their threes, Houston, and they have to play D. I'm just thinking that they have to step up and dominate in the front court because if not, they'll lose in five. They could get swept, but they'll probably lose Oof. five because James Harden will probably win them one game in Houston. But if they don't play big, they'll lose in five. And I'm still holding out for my upset. I still, you know, but, you know, if Howard's not going to be dominant Howard, then it just can't happen. But but let's talk about Cleveland. Cleveland, like the Warriors, they take game one. <clears throat> game two is tomorrow. Um, Carroll looks like he'll be day-to-day. Probably will miss tomorrow. And then he'll be back for game three in Atlanta, I believe. I mean, in Cleveland, I believe. But that was scary for them, Carroll getting hurt. But I think what was even scarier is that if you have Kyrie and playing like that and injured and no love and they only have an eight-man rotation, you can't let J.R. Smith get 28 points and beat you like that. And I applaud – I mean, let's applaud J.R. Smith, J.R. Swish. Um, incredible performance, but he could easily get four points tomorrow night. So I don't think people should go exactly. so did crazy. Did you hear what your boy said? I did, I did. And I quote, (laughs) I like to shoot contested jumpers. Open jumpers are too easy or no challenge. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? Why not? The goal is. That's what we all love. Oh my God! That's that's why he's special. I, that's why he pulls. No. Is he special? Exactly. Let's just leave it. He's at special. That. He's special. There's, <laughs> there's, there's some medicine, they but he's special. special. Wait, wait, he's he's special enough that he could wind up, you know, winning them enough games to get to the finals. And I, I will say this: I want to put this on the table. This playoff run for all the teams, there have been more injuries to key players. And just more injuries than I can ever remember in any NBA playoffs ever. I mean, you run down the list from, you know, <clears throat> Conley to Howard to Kyrie to Love to Carroll to, you know, I don't know. There's been guys on every Chris team. Paul. John Wall. Yeah, Chris Paul, John Wall. I mean, Ray, it's been amazing. And so it's almost survival of the fittest. 
and the healthiest team just might wind up being the Warriors. And I don't want to say they win; they could win a title by default because that's not fair to their greatness, but they surely did not get tested with playing the Spurs or the healthy Grizzlies or the Clippers and now a banged-up Houston team without two of their starters and then maybe their best inside player in Howard. It, it's not it, It's not really – the best way to measure it. But I will say this, if Cleveland makes it to the finals and could ever beat the Warriors, LeBron James would have pulled off the greatest Houdini act ever. And just the greatest performance ever because you know, you might he's have got to no take help. Back, yeah. You might have to take back the MVP from Steph Curry and give it you to might LeBron on the court. You might have to be like, because Kyrie's at 60%. Let's be fair. That's not Kyrie. No, he had what he have ten points, but you know who is playing well is Tristan Thompson, lit- and then to rely oh, on J.R. Smith and Timo Fay. I mean, you're talking about people that were basically <laughs> don't forget Iman, baby, Iman Shepard, baby, Shepard for the defense. <laughs> Georgia you know, Tech's finest. This is really, uh, like you said, a Houdini act by LeBron, and you know I, I hate to poo-poo the uh, the Atlanta Hawks because they're a very good team. But if they lose Carroll and he's not really healthy, they, they might can't win slapped. at all. Or they'll they lose could get five. swapped. I, mean, I predict they five, yeah. five. Carroll's their leading scorer and their best defender all around. Which is at least for LeBron. Because he's the one guy that you thought you know, was the weakest of the you know of the starting five. And yet yeah. he's yeah, probably the, the most important player because he plays LeBron his, his scoring will go down in this series, though, if, even if he's healthy, because just, just trailing LeBron and trying to stick with him is going to take its toll on offense. But there's a reason why stars win games and stars win series, especially in the NBA. And I just feel like this Atlanta Hawk team, they need to trade a couple of these guys and get a star in there. They need an anchor of that team. Now, you could argue, well, they had the best record in the Eastern Conference and the Eastern Conference Finals, but you just see when they go up against a team with stars, and it, and LeBron's the yeah, star of all nah. stars, right? I just feel like it's, they just don't have a chance. It's glaring. It's glaring. Yeah. The difference is glaring. And remember, Ray, another injury. This one may be caused by knuckleheads at the club and Popo, but – Carroll's so important because they don't have Thabo. Without uh, Cephalosha, who's really, you know, makes Carroll kind of, you know, not play as many minutes, Thabo is somebody that could have, you know, been on JR and, and, and LeBron, you know, and he's somebody they'd really miss, and that's just a shame. I mean, it, it's, you know, it is what it is, but listen, you, the Hawks can't cry because the Cavs are the most banged up of them all. I mean, when you don't have your – you know, best players is when you're really hurting and they're really missing. I mean, Kevin Love is, is you know, come on. And not to have Love and then not to have uh, Kyrie at 100%. I don't even know what percentage he's in. And they said today, uh, practice and in the hotel, he's limping around. I mean, that's, you know, you just don't want to see that. You really don't want to see that. I wonder if Kyrie but, is going to be one of those players that is always – chronically hurt because have you seen that he's they show little, that graphic where he he's he's little. his knee his ankle is this is that, is that it was like seven or eight he's uncle drew injuries. he's uncle drew he's an old man he really is uncle drew and <laughs> he's, he's uncle what 24 drew. years old 
He's too young uh, to be Uncle Drew. It's not his fault. I mean, you know, maybe you know, maybe it's also, you know, playing you gotta remember, like a lot of the great players do, he played over you know, he played in the US world, he, he he's logged a lot of minutes. Maybe this summer he gets to do nothing and then the following summer maybe he plays on that Olympic team, but maybe this summer he just gets to chill out and he might actually need that. And that could be okay. You know, or maybe he goes with Kobe to Germany and get those blood platelets. Uh, did you hear the new thing LeBron's doing? I was talking to my chiropractor about this. The new thing, LeBron, what they say he's getting in like sub-zero temperatures, and, oh, and not the not the to thing. Yeah, they. Uh, I think Rachel Nichols was talking talking to him about it today. Something crazy, like mad, mad cold. It's to help you regenerate, and you know, he's players not, like the ice. But he's, he's talking about ice in the bad. whole head to toe. He's nah, man, this ain't no. Like a this this is not like an NFL. <laughs> oh, now listen. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he didn't help Dallas enough, but you know, Mars like at least it makes the skin look good. I look good. He's doing <laughs> movies, and LeBron's doing and LeBron's doing a movie. He's gonna be in a movie and wants to be a superhero or Batman. Listen, I don't knock LeBron. The kids, the the guy's doing everything. The kid, he's a, he's a man now, but father of three right i mean goodness but he's doing he's doing his thing and i i say this to wrap up the nba playoffs to get to the nhl this um these series will be entertaining but i think the nba and the fans really want to see Cavs warriors and you want to see the best of Kyrie against Steph curry you want to see how green and barnes can try to handle lebron um you know maybe JR has a little something for Clay. I, I need to see more out of Clay because everybody's saying that Clay is a top three, if not the top two shooting guard in the NBA. I I don't know if I feel that night to night consistently in the playoffs. I don't know how By you feel way, about that. By the way, we got to give we got to give Houston some love because on the road they just had a twenty seven eighteen quarter and they twenty seven nineteen. Sorry, and they tied it up. So we're tied up 55-55 at the half. It's amazing. No, nah, I mean, you know, listen, I, you know, it started with me. You had moments, but we, forget the Warriors. We haven't given Houston, we haven't given them much uh, props this season um, and respect, and they're just, they're, they're doing it big. They are doing it big. White Howard, 11-8 so, at the half. And that, Harden that's at 19. That's not bad. So that could be twenty-two and sixteen. That that's right, and that's 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 what a big man needs to do, you know. So that that would be good. So let's talk about some hockey, man. I mean, listen, it's been incredible. Uh, you you know, one-one after all the overtimes where East Coast it's like two something in the morning, so nobody's seeing that. And I wasn't even watching on the West Coast. Um, you know what Chicago did to tie it up? I thought I thought that was great. Um, tying it up with Anaheim, so they got the game tonight, game three. 2-1, so Anaheim, they're in the third. Okay. 16 minutes left in the third, and Anaheim's up 2-1. Oof. See, I was wondering if uh, the Blackhawks could turn the corner, but Anaheim is tough, man. They are really, really tough. See, that's that's the thing. And if, if they're making you know Patrick Kane kind of not be you know his usual self, then it's even more difficult, and then you gotta hope Crawford steps up, you know, on the goal. But how about the how about the Lightning? How about the Lightning? Because you know, Rangers the got that one. Six goals 
on Henrik Lundqvist two games in a row. That's a lot. And to me, you know, this is why we picked the Lightning, both of us. And, you know, I think the Rangers might, I might, I think they might be hitting the wall. I think it will go back to New York down three one, um, and then you know can they can they finish them would be the question. But the Lightning are up two one. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. That's going to be rough for the Rangers. You gotta you gotta admit. And I think um, you know your boy uh, McDonough was trying to give him a little pep talk, like yo, we can't have these lapses, and maybe they wake up. But you know. I think you can't – you've got to make it a defensive game if you're the Rangers because, like I said, too much versatility and too many different scores for the Lightning. They're explosive, you know? Yeah, so. it, it is. It's funny because the the speed team in the East looks really good. That's Tampa. And then the, 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 the big bruising team in the West, Anaheim, looks like they might – if they win tonight, they might take that 2-1 lead. So – NHL is definitely, but but these are really good teams. These are four really oh, yeah, good definitely. teams, and I think just like in the and that NBA, might be the better right? final, honestly, Ray. I mean to see. I mean we pick Chicago, but if you have Anaheim against uh, Tampa, the you know conflicting, contrasting styles that might make for a better final. Even though you know, we love, gosh, we love the Blackhawks, but a little different flavor. You know, to see the Ducks and Lightning, that might be kind of nice. Yeah. I'm for it. Something different. So, listen, let's let, let's bounce around a little bit. we got some stuff to talk about. Before we get to the lottery, we got to clean up the football. Kraft, Deflategate, you know, I don't know if he kind of hung Brady out to dry. I felt like he did the right thing for the owners, the NFL. He's not trying to be a rogue owner. And Al Davis, he's respecting the commissioner, yada, yada. Then to side of, And then I love to skew the media a little bit. They, they, they kind of switch up the extra point. Maybe it changes the dialogue. Maybe it only is in place for one year. We'll see how, what happens. Do you like the rule change from the 15? So it's a 33-yarder. The percentages go down from 99 to 93% or whatever. And then two-point conversion from the two stays the same. But, you know, now the defense can score two points running it back in. If they block the kick and run it in or the two-point conversion, interception, run it back. What are your thoughts? So I don't know that I like it. I, I got to be honest with you. I've gone both ways on this. Too cute to justify. It's really too cute, and it opens up for so many strategic decisions that might be bad for the viewer. So, for example, check this scenario out: you score a touchdown, and you're up one. Do you go for the extra point because if they block it and go the other way? then you could potentially lose the game, right? If you block a one-point extra point and they return it, is that one point or is that two points? No, no, any return is two points. Two points. So Which there you go. kind of bizarre. So yeah. it's 20, so it's 20 to 14. Uh, sorry, 20, let's say 21-15. So you're up 21-20, and there's 15 seconds to go. So you know you got to <laughs> kick the ball off. You don't even try for you don't even try for an extra point. You don't even try for two. There's too much downside. You know what I mean? You always play to win the game. You play to not give somebody a point. So you're going to have people taking two point plays and just kneeling, right? Which, which would really backfire on them because they want to make it a competitive play, and really 
there's no need to make it competitive for the coaches. So the coaches will outsmart the rule, and you're right. I think it's at the end of games when you fear that the defense can score two points the other way. You don't want to take that risk. When you're watching a red zone channel, like most red-blooded Americans do, you get food or go to the bathroom for the extra point, or you're flipping the channel. <laughs> and that's I mean, that's okay. what happens. Or you, and that's what it should be. The other and did you hear Carpenter from the Bills? Did yes. you hear what he said? And, he said he's absolutely concussions, right. absolutely more right. more injuries. Yeah. For a league that's trying to cut down impact plays, what you've done is essentially the 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 extra point is not an impact play, right? And let's say the average score in the NFL is what, five, six, there's five, six, seven scores. So these are going to be impact plays now because a 32-yard field goal is going to be much longer, you know, and and if it's the difference between a, a, a two-point play at the two or a 32-yard field goal, and then what happens if you get a penalty? on a 32-yard field goal. So then it becomes a 42-yard field goal. So you're saying, wait a minute, i got to kick a 42-yard field goal to get one point? I've yep. got to take Or, or take if you're on the two, two, but if you're on, yeah. if you're on the two and you get a penalty, you go back to the 12. But this is what they're saying, that Once you commit to, the a, penalty, to a one, you have to stick with a one? Can, no, you can switch after the penalty. You I can. think you can switch. Okay. Yeah, and then you also what's... from the two to the 12? Yeah. You you get yeah for holding yeah like if it's a ten point if it's a ten ten yard penalty so you 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 move back from the two to the twelve yeah All but right. then at that point I guess everyone you can kick but it what's bizarre is I I just think it's unnecessary to even do this and we'll see how it goes but I I just don't. I don't think I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna fly. It may only last one season, and again, if it ain't broke, why fix it? I mean, I think the the NFL is being way too cute, especially for a league that you know seems to have the model down and also wants to take contact out of the game. I mean, heck, they were talking about outlawing kickoffs. So now you've gone from outlaw well, yeah. kickoffs. And now, now the kickoffs are pretty much null and void most of the time anyway because of where they kick from. So you've you right. got guys, you know, kicking in an end zone most plays. So Ray Rice, um, you know, the judge, he ruled, you know, basically that he did his service and they took away the charges, right? It's not on a permanent record. I think it's time this man has done – I felt like he he served his time and and then some. If Hardy's with a team, can somebody give Ray Rice a shot? And I hate when everyone says, "Oh, well, his last year um, he ran the ball only for you know three point two yards a catch." The offensive line for the Ravens that year sucked. Everybody, can we stop that? I mean, can Ray can Ray Rice get a, just a, a chance, a little bit of respect, even if it's the veterans minimum? I think, and I think it's going to happen. I think the Cowboys might sign him. You guys wow. are signing everybody else. That's I think the Cowboys are going to sign him. That's a contender I, that yeah. needs a running back. I mean, it's a perfect match. And you he's figure better than McFadden. Not only is he better than healthy. McFadden, yeah. but their styles are complementary, right? McFadden, if he still has speed, is one of those heavy hitters, you know, those touchdown makers, that if, he's, mm-hmm. if he can break the first or second line, then he can go. And Ray Rice is your consummate – you know, three down back. He catches the ball out of the back. He's an excellent receiver. He can run in between the tackles. He can pop it outside. So 
to me, that would be great. I mean, as a Cowboy fan, shoot, Ray Rice and Darren <laughs> McFadden. Now these these are has-beens, I guess. You know, five years ago, you'd have the best running back tandem potentially ever if you could have you're, both of them. You're getting spoiled. Back. I still think you should have drafted somebody, but you're getting spoiled. And let's be honest, we know how this works. When training camp comes, there's injuries. There's guys that get cuts because rookies or, you know, undrafted free agents beat out a veteran or they want to save money. So there's still a chance that the Cowboys could wind up getting somebody good or better than even a McFadden that they signed, you know. Um, you know, maybe even the Rams are like, oh, you know, Gurley's ahead of schedule. Let's We can trade, you know, they already got rid of Zach Stacy. Maybe they say, not Trey Mason, but maybe Benny Cunningham. Uh, we don't need him, and he's still nice, too. I mean, the Rams are ridiculous in terms of, like, all the running backs they have. Um, you know, so you just don't know. I don't think the Cowboys are finished. So that's that's that with the NFL. You know, we'll see OTAs are opening up and the training camps and yada, yada, yada. That's all, you know, fun and, and, and well and good. I wanted to basically get into some MLB because – we're going to end strong with the top 10 of NBA players in honor of David Letterman right now, going into this 15-16 season, and I'm sure we're going to butt heads on some of it, so that'll be fun. But, oh, my bad. Let's talk about this draft lottery. Let's talk to the Nick fans, pull, pull up your chairs. How you feeling? Are you hurt? Are you devastated? I got cats yelling at me on Facebook, Ray, because I just threw it out there. If I'm hearing that Phil Jackson doesn't like Emmanuel Mundelay or whatever, the kid doesn't have a jumper, and and he wants a jump shooting point guard for the the triangle, then maybe Justice Winslow doesn't fit with Melo, and we don't need another perimeter two three guy or whatever. Why not take a chance on this kid from Latvia, Chris Stops? Chris Stapps, Potzinger, whatever they call him, the Zinger. The big why, why not? Why not take a chance? He's seven-one. I tweeted out his uh, highlight reel and all his stats. The kid—they're saying he could be the next Dirk Nowitzki. Who knows? I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe you know the Knicks won't ever have good luck with European players. But who knows? Frederick what Biden if he is? Anybody? Yeah, but, I mean, you know, those days could be over. Look, GMs are are saying without a doubt that this kid they feel is going to be between him and then the other kid from um, Croatia, Mario Hezog or Hezog or whatever. You know what? To me, take a chance. Go for a star. Go for a potential star. Because That's what I mean, I have an issue with Carmelo being your best player. I think eventually, throughout the course of his contract, if you're going to win a championship, you're going to need somebody to take the reins from Carmelo. And, and the game's changing gonna, now. It's a different game. Yeah, I, and I think if you believe this guy, D'Angelo Russell, can be that, then maybe. But the problem is their games are – I mean. Aside from Jordan and Pippen. No, no, if Russell's there, there, Ray, you take Russell. Russell, yeah, to me, would be going to Philly at three. I, I think it's it's Towns, Okafor, Russell, whatever the order is, those three are going to be gone. But I guess I, I And the manual's got, that, you know. Other than, other than the Bulls, I really don't believe in a two and a three being your best players. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, kind of build a team either with a one or a five. 
and so a four even these days. But yeah, if and this could, could be a stretch four. A chance Seven, at one? a star. You, you gotta you gotta shoot for the moon. I mean, you have Carmelo. You're gonna have money in free agency this year and next year. Shoot for the stars. Don't don't take a role player at four. You know what? Even if you crap out, even if you bust, just go for it. Just go for it. And and if you think one of these one of these European kids is the way to go, then that's fine. I mean, don't just take a guy because he he, he fits your scheme or he's on the board. I mean, at, the Knicks really need an impact player because the drop off. You know, after Carmelo, who's the Knicks' best player? Let me ask you this. Forget just the Knicks. When you look at this draft, and let's say let's say these two European guys wind up being really good. So you throw in Towns, Okafor, Angelo. We don't know about Emmanuel Mundelay. Maybe he turns out to be pretty good. Maybe he develops a shot. You know, hopefully, you know, there might have been some issues. You know, he went to China. He didn't have the grades. So you can't rip the kid. He's originally from Congo. You know, it might be a really good kid. Um, but so then you're throwing in, you know, Justice Winslow. That's six, seven guys right there, top seven. Would you say, how do you view like a Sam Decker, Frank the Tank, Stanley Johnson, Trey Lyles? Can any of these, Miles Turner, really can Coley any of these Stein. guys, Cauley Stein, can any of these guys, Stanley Booker? Stanley Johnson, your boy Kelly Oubre, yeah. Miles Turner. Can, they, can any Devin of them be Booker. all-stars? See, that's the thing. I, you know what? Inevitably really... they will. Inevitably one or two of them will, but I think this is a yeah. draft of role players. I mean, I, I don't like this draft from a build-your-team franchise type players. I think one and two have a chance, but I think everybody else is a role player. Maybe they make one or two all-star games, but I don't honest. see any stars yeah. that can carry their teams in this draft. Trey Lyles is way far away. They're projecting him to Charlotte at nine. Stanley Johnson, yeah, I loved him in Arizona, but Stanley Johnson, who seems to be more beef at 6'6", 242 in the NBA, they're saying he might be a, a a shooting guard to small forward for the Detroit Pistons, he's not ready to play that, not for a couple of years. I mean, let's be honest, he's not better than uh, Cartavius uh, Pope right now. I mean, so to me, even if Stanley Johnson goes to Detroit at, at eight, I mean, what's, you know, what's he going to be? So to me, if I'm going to be rolling the dice, now, honestly, I like Justice Winslow. I just don't know if he fits with Mello, but I like Winslow. I'd have no problem if the Knicks took Winslow. I just think it might be time to move away from Mello, and I don't think anybody would take him except for the Lakers. You know, and so that's the question. You know, you throw stuff out there. Could they trade Mello to the Lakers for their pick? I, I doubt that. You know, you doubt that would happen, but you just don't know. If the Lakers are going to be like, hey, do we just want to go? You know, and remember do we want to go all Lakers in with Kobe? Get- yeah. That the Lakers Randall, get yeah. what could have been a top three pick if he hadn't hurt his foot, Julius Randle back next year. Mm-hmm. So you get a healthy Kobe maybe in his last year. You get Julius Randle back. So hmm, suddenly the Lakers look all right. And then you add yeah. you know, a top two pick. You add either Towns, Okafor, or if you want to trade it, you know, obviously you can you can you know get what's yourself crazy? an all star. What's crazy, should the Lakers, honestly, if I was the Lakers, I wouldn't take Okafor. Now, my son, my 15-year-old, he wants Okafor. He's a Laker fan. He's like, I want my Okafor from Duke. 
But and even Mitch Kupchak today, I heard him on with uh, Colin Cowherd, and he's kind of basically made it. He inferred that he they're going to take the big guy that's left on the board, so Okafor Towns. But you could debate in this day and age the way the NBA is with perimeter players and guards. I think Russell's going to be special. You could say with Kobe only being there one more year and Jordan Clarkson really being a combo two guard, not a real point that. Russell would be the pick for the Lakers. That'd be the better oh, pick. No. It's six four. Really? Oh yeah, I think Russell. No. <clears throat> you no. love Oka for that much. No, I'm old school. You, you want gotta the sign. Okay, I know. You I gotta know, have I know. size. I'm just think saying, you it, got Randall. Are Randall and Oka for going to be able to? War. I know, but are they going? What are, are they? Are they going to just take argue, turns posting you up? Could argue that Oka might be the best thing to happen to Randall because. If Randall doesn't have to get in there and bang, he can go outside and do his thing. And, you know, he's a lefty, so he's got a special place in my heart. But if he can play loosey-goosey and just kind of create his own offense 15 feet and in, and then Okafor is going to protect the rim and Okafor is going to work on his offensive game, I don't know. To me, you set your front court up for a long time, even if it's Okafor. I think Towns might be the guy who's more NBA ready and, and maybe offensively is more more uh, versatile and more gifted. And you hate these guys that can't shoot free throws because you're like, oh my god, especially well, nowadays. Okafor can't shoot free throws. I know. Okafor's nowadays horrible. With DeAndre Jordan and 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 yeah. the other guys that can't hit uh, Dwight Howard. Howard. And, and there's so mm-hmm. many that now they can't hit. And they're free probably not throws. changing that rule. So, what do you think about Minnesota? Think they get the number. Okay, Minnesota gets the number one pick. I think Towns works better with Pekovic. You know, I think it's too hard to trade him because he's had injuries. But if you go with Rubio, Levine, Wiggins, Towns, and Pekovic, and then off the bench you got Payne, Shabazz Muhammad, these guys. Um, I kind of like Minnesota. I, I think that's. I think that's a good way to go because Towns, to me, can play the four. He doesn't have to be a center. Yes, I agree. You, the knucklehead factor is kind of high, so you need a coach that really, you know. I think Flip is going to handle them well. Together. And I think Zach and Wiggins. I think Wiggins is a good guy. I think Zach is, you know, I mean, the athlete. Oh my God! The athleticism is off the charts. Uh, it's I mean, off the charts in Minnesota. And Rubio, if he could just, you know, get a, I don't know, he's got to stay healthy. But all he's got to do is pass. Rubio doesn't have to shoot. I think Wiggins no, is no, proving no, no. that he's going to be, he's going to be legit. He, he's definitely going to be legit. You got no. enough guys out there so, that can that that can uh, fill it up. Yeah, that'd be, that's probably the besides one of the, best the Lakers. Jobs in basketball. Let me ask you this: Besides the Lakers, and your boy Scotty Brooks said he doesn't want to coach the Pelicans or Nuggets, and we see who they're going to get for their coaches. I don't know why and, I would coach the Pelicans in a minute. Yeah, I I I, I think Scotty's bugging in terms of that, but you know maybe he just needs to you know rejuvenate. What do you think? That'd be he's going to get the Laker want... job when Byron Scott gets nah, fired. I mean, who does no. Scotty Brooks think he is? I think Scotty Brooks, man, he 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 better chill out because I don't think you know. He, people he aren't to feeling too high job? on him he's, right he's, now. These Thibodeaux, these Tibbs, maybe maybe they just trade each other. Mm. I'll trade you Tibbs for Scotty Brooks. <laughs> I don't know, but let me ask you this: these teams in the lottery, 
what do you think? Like, who who do you think could get a piece that could really improve themselves? Like, i.e., Miami Heat at ten. How nice would Miami be? They wind up getting a little uh, Frank the Tank or Sam Decker, getting a nice shooter to go with their team. Or let me throw out the Utah Jazz, who could be a team on the verge of the playoffs next year at 12. What if they got Decker or Devin Booker? Uh, I mean, how good? I mean, that, 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 there, I think there's some guys that later on with certain teams, they really could fit perfectly. You know who's interesting, too, is the Indiana Pacers at 11. There's yes. these teams that are, you know, sniffing the playoffs. And if it wasn't for Paul George getting hurt, you got to think Indiana would have been in the playoffs and would have done, you know, at least been a scary team, right? So if they can, can I add throw another some? piece. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What do you got? No, no, you're right. But I just want to ask you with Indiana. Let me throw something at you. Do they trade Hibbert? He's got one year left, and do they draft Willie Cauley-Stein? He won't be there. Because to yeah, me, I, oh, he not, might be there not, at 11. You don't think so? He's going, he's going before 11. People are talking to him going 6, 7, 8. Like, you know who he is? The thing is, Willie Cauley-Stein. Could he go to Charlotte at 9? If he's there. I mean, people are saying he's going to go to the Kings. And he put, really? play with your boy Boogie. Not if these Europeans jump up. I think wins. They got some people say Winslow could go to the Kings. I I don't know. I don't know. It depends on these Europeans. I don't, what do you but What yeah, do you think about these two guys? Take, who would take Hibbert though? Remember, Hibbert's got signed, but the Portland Trailblazers signed him to that offer sheet, and then yeah. the Pacers match. It's only one year though. It is only one year. I don't know if there's a team that could say I'll get him off the books and for a year he could be my defense like what about Hawford really playing at the four and Hibbert going to the Hawks or Hibbert going to the Celtics I don't you know I don't know Milwaukee wow that's those are good picks you know why because both of those teams play undersized players you know the Celtics with Jared yeah. Sullinger and, and Kelly Olenek and, and Brandon yeah. Bass. And these guys are all undersized. They're playing one position bigger than they actually are. And I think in Atlanta, you know, they got that starting five, but really Millsap is a small four. Horford is a small five. So these guys are really, if you put, that's interesting. You put Hibbert in the middle of that lineup, and then let's say you bring uh, Millsap off the bench, as your sixth man extraordinaire, he could come yeah. in for for either Hibbert or Carroll or Harford, yeah, yeah, or, or Carroll too, Carroll, play some three, some yeah. Degree, yeah. Interesting. That's, that's that'd interesting. be interesting. Atlanta or Milwaukee. So, hey, look, the draft's going to be fun. We're going to talk about it a, a lot more on the show. I mean, you know, I'm fascinated to see where our boy, like Montrez Harold, where he goes, and to the Harrison kids, do they get picked up? You know, the, any of our Tar Heels, uh, P.J. Okado, whatever, does he get picked? So, I mean, there, there, there's a lot to talk about in this draft. I think you said it. It's not it's – a, it's a, it is a – there's some stars, I think, in this draft. I think there might be a couple Hall of Famers. I think there could be a lot of all-stars, but I think overall it's uh, anywhere from six, seven, eight, nine men on the, on, on the bench. Um 
and maybe some other guys develop. Because like Kelly Oubre, Brandon Ashley, you know, all these guys in the late first round, like I think it's going to take them so much time to develop. You know, even a Justin Anderson, who I like. Yeah, and, and maybe and the Bulls take him these, if they lose Butler. You know? Think about how many freshmen and sophomores are coming out, right? Carl Anthony Towns, Jalil Okafor, D'Angelo Russell, freshman, 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 and then Willie Cauley Stein, the junior, but do but uh, Justice Winslow's a freshman, Stanley Johnson's a freshman, Kelly Oubre's a freshman, Miles Turner's a freshman. Kaminsky's a senior. <laughs> Devin Booker's a freshman, right? Uh, this kid Cameron Payne from Murray State's a sophomore. Sam Decker's a junior. Um, the player of the year in the SEC, Bobby Portis, is really is only a sophomore. Trey Lyles is a freshman. Tyus Jones is a freshman. I mean, these Trey guys Lyles. probably need a year or two more of college. So yeah. very rarely do you know, rookies make that big of an impact in the NBA, and let alone freshmen, you know, people that are 19, 20 years old in their first, yeah. first year. So, and didn't even play that much. Like the kid from Syracuse, Chris McCullough. I mean, 6'9 freshman, you know I mean? So it's going to be a lot. You're totally right, and we'll see how it develops. I, You know, I like the Tyus Jones kid from Duke. I think he's got a, he's got winning – blood in his veins he's got that vampire blood the kid's got you know he's he's ready i i i just there's something about him you know when somebody just is a winner and i think he showed that in the tournament him and winslow yeah um team usa and then at duke yeah i want to see rj hunter i want to see where that kid goes you know after that great run at georgia state they're actually projecting him a lot of people in the mid to late first round that'd be great for him you know Look, when you can shoot in this day's NBA, right? You you're get you're you're gonna play and you're gonna get a roster spot if you can shoot threes efficiently in the NBA now. It's just how it's going. No, you're right. You're right. So let let's do our top ten, man, and then we can end with the baseball. But let let's 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 talk about these players right now and going into twenty fifteen. 2016 season in honor of our guy David Letterman let's go top 10 let's work our way down I think it might be harder at the bottom is LeBron still number one going into next year I'm still number one I didn't win yeah, the MVP I, I think he's KRS but I'm he's still the best player one. I'm still number one yeah for sure okay I don't, I don't think there's a, a debate or a problem there um now, we're going on the basis that everyone's healthy, including Durant and Mello. You know who my number two player is. I No, I'm going to agree with you. And I was going to say, Anthony Davis is number two. Second best player is in it, the NBA. Is, is, it, is it that time? It's definitely that yep. time because of the They're defense. One of those rare players that can impact the game on both mm-hmm. sides. The versatility. Now, three, Ray, this is, this is up for great debate because you've got Curry – Harden and Durant and Westbrook and the way I mean those guys would be the next guys and throw in Griffin but what order do you put them in if you had to go three do you give it to Curry this year's MVP is Curry ahead of Durant some people I can't. said yes on Facebook. I, I threw can't. it out there. I, I, 
I got to give it I to Kevin ready. Durant. This is assuming he's back to Kevin Durant yes. of last year, which I don't yes. think he shouldn't be. I mean, I don't, hopefully his injuries aren't chronic. No, I think I they're going to get it right Kevin now. Durant. I would say you know, Durant is three It comes down to this. Their games are very similar but packaged a little bit differently. So what what Kevin Durant gives you in rebounding, then Steph Curry gives you in steals. They're both sharpshooters. They're both scorers. I guess I'm biased that if I need a basket, and granted, I think Kevin Durant should play more play bigger and play like he did as a freshman in the Pac-12 leading the conference in rebounds and, you know, playing a Be little a bit bigger. Four, yeah. But yeah. to me, at the end of the day, if I need a three-point basket and I'm going to get a 20, 25-foot jumper, I'd rather get it from somebody 6'10 than from 6'2", you know? So at the end mm, of the day, you typically have Kevin Durant shooting over a smaller player whereas Steph Curry has got to do a lot more to get himself free. Now, he's got the fastest release. He's, he's like Dan Marino. He's, he's got the quickest doing a good release job. maybe ever. But I, I he think does Kevin a Durant. Good job of, I would say Durant, too. Now, Durant's at three, right? And, and, and oh, by the way, just a, a quick update, 75 77, Golden State is up, 77-75, third quarter. So at four, are you going Curry, Harden, Westbrook, or Griffin? Oof. <laughs> this is not easy you know to top ten right now. league is talented. The league is very talented. And, and you know what? I've knocked this guy for years and years and years. And I got to say, based on his last three months of this season, I got to say that Russell Westbrook is the next best player on the board. He is just so... so, Ahead of Curry and Harden. His ability to impact the game, his ability to take over a game. Now, granted, those guys are fundamentally better. Those guys have better... Maybe, you know, their heads are screwed on a little bit better. They don't make as many mistakes. But this guy, it's like Isaiah Thomas said, you, you see the stuff he be doing? And he said, it ain't like we in high school. This guy is just wow. And I, He's and unstoppable. I him. He, he really is unstoppable. But He's look, unstoppable. you're splitting He's hairs, right? If you gave me right. Martin or you gave me Curry, I'd take it. But i got to say the fourth best player in the NBA to me is, is, is uh, Russell Westbrook. Okay, I, I, I'll agree with that. Now, five, you're, you're debating between Harden and Curry. And I don't want to disrespect Steph. I just, I feel like James, I don't know. This one's hard for me. I, I really feel like Harden has turned the corner and he's extra special. So I would go Harden. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Again, you know, all of these guys are very close. You know, your question is, does a healthy Chris Paul jump in here? Does a LaMarcus Paul jump in here? Does a Blake Griffin jump in here? I think they're all right after it. This outstanding playoffs. You know, does Blake Griffin have the confidence to, to say, look, I'm a top five player. I think he's ahead of Chris Paul, his teammate. I think Blake Griffin's ahead of him now, just because of the fact that he's getting all the all the assists. He's becoming such a good passer. 
So, okay, so Harden at five, that means are we going Curry at six or Griffin? Oof. <laughs> Curry's MVP. I don't want to disrespect him. So let's give him the respect of six. Yeah, six. The teammates, Griffin or Paul. I got I don't think like LaMarcus Griffin, is better said. than Griffin yet. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like you yeah. said, especially because of his passing, the ability yeah. to finish on the break, his 17-foot jumper is very good now, and his yeah. ability to pass. I think he's become a complete player. So that's seven. You get to eight. So at eight, you, you got to think, all right, LaMarcus Aldridge, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. Cousins. Yeah. Kyrie uh, Irving. Listen, don't forget, Gasol made first team All-NBA. Second team. Um, oh, Marc Gasol. Sorry, I was thinking Powell. Marc Gasol. Yeah, Mark. yeah. I can't put Marc on this. I can't no, put no, no, Marc on first talented. team All-NBA because of his play at center. Right? Logistic. Yeah. It's a weak logistic. it's a weak position. It's logistic. Uh, but, so who are you going with? Maybe Chris Paul? Maybe give him one more year on the list. I think Chris one Paul after the playoff I, I mean he's so dominant to me, uh, you know. His ability to take over a game. Right. And that and that first team was Curry, LeBron, Davis, Harden and Gasol. So, so yeah. far, the only one we haven't mentioned is Gasol. So, Chris, uh, Chris Paul at eight. Now, nine, this is interesting because I actually think Cousins is better than Marcus Gasol. I think Marcus Cousins has turned the corner. But at nine, you can debate, is Derrick Rose coming back? Is LaMarcus, you know, turn the corner? Um, Kyrie Then Irving. you talk about Paul, well, and Paul George and Melo. Who who would you? Oof. I know your boy Kawhi. I don't think he's that high, but I'm gonna say something that will get me some points taken off in the knucklehead category. But I'm gonna say John Wall too. Best player on this list. Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins. You're gonna go Boogie. I think because of his ability to. Do everything you want from a big man and then some. You know, he's And he's young, second team all NBA this year. He got the respect. Athletic. He can rebound. I mean, he could put up twenty five and fifteen. This guy is yeah. that good that he can dominate a game. Now he's always been on bad teams and he, you know, you need to slap you know, slap some sense into his head. But, but so, in terms of sheer talent. Are we disrespecting the Gasol brothers who were on first and second team respectively? And LaMarcus is in the second team. So that's nine. So basically ten would I'm either be. I'm disrespecting the Gasols. I'm disrespecting the Gasols. Okay. I don't think either of them is a top ten NBA player. I'm so, sorry. Okay, they had no, great no. years. I, I totally. But I can't, I can't yeah, but not, yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about ten because you've got Kyrie, Clay Thompson, LaMarcus, and John Wall. Paul George. And Paul George and Melo. That's some list. So, John Wall has been playing really good. I think yeah. he plays better defense than Kyrie. I think John Wall's special. I think. 
You think you put John Wall in here? I got I got to give it to one of the forwards. I got to give it to Paul George Carmelo or Paul George. Uh, I feel like Melo's going down a little as much as I love him. I think he's so lethal offensively, but I think Paul George is ready to be healthy next year, and I think Paul George is going to pass my man, and I love Melo to death. I go with George. You know me. I got to agree because I think of his impact on the defensive end. Now, I give Melo credit. Last three, four years, he's been starting <laughs> to rebound, and he's actually, yeah. you know, he went from a, a, a below oh, average he's amazing. defender. This is, I, you know, a, I would actually tie them. I, you know, for <laughs> me, I, I, I would go with Wall and then George and Melo tied, but, you know, I'm fine with uh, going with Paul George at 10. And listen, this is no knock because right after that, you're throwing in um, Wall, Melo, Clay Thompson, Kyrie, and LaMarcus. That's the basically the top fifteen, without a right. debate. So and your boy you know, Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard, so you could say a tie, and so he's tied, maybe you know, with one of them. So I mean, to me, those are clearly the best sixteen players in the NBA. Gasol brothers would be up there. Duncan, DeAndre Jordan, they're they're going to get in the top twenty. Um, Let me ask you, you this: know, just so, to throw it out, we'll talk baseball at you know next episode when we talk yeah, on Monday yeah. or Tuesday. But the let me ask you this: Who's a guy that can break into this list? Who's a guy to keep your eye on? Like Ooh. I said last year, Kawhi Leonard was a guy that was going to have a, a breakout right. season. Who's a guy? Um, I'm looking at the 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 the, the top the, the NBA all uh, list of uh, the top three All NBAs, and I'm looking at the honorable mentions. Uh, Zebo's too old to break the list, but he had a great season. Uh, Hawford is not he's not going to get better. Hawford's only going to get a little bit worse. I don't think he's going to get better. I think he's already peaked. Um, I think Damian Lillard. I think Damian, Damian Lillard okay. to me is, and I can't put a cap on Draymond Green because I this guy really? improved so okay. much, and then uh, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Can Butler Dwight to me. Howard or Jimmy Butler, that's a good <clears throat> call. He's the poor yes, man's because, Paul George right now. Well, and this is the, the thing: Paul George. you could you could debate a two guard, right? Kobe's on his way down, so Harden, Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal. Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, and Kobe. Those are the battling two guards. Um, and, and you know, Joe Johnson, I don't know if you put him at a two or three, but Joe Johnson's on his way down getting older. But to me, Bradley Beal has got to stay healthy, but he's definitely improving, and, and he's a beast. So he could jump in there. But i I got to believe that um, Jimmy Butler is – he's got room to grow. Okay, I'm going to throw a couple you know. names out there. Dwight Howard. Okay. He's not going to get better. But but can he re- – look, five years ago he'd been on this list, right? Can he regain his status? He won't get better, but he can yeah, get Yeah, I think Howard – you could debate Howard is, is in the top 16 right now, maybe 17. And do any of these young studs and have Jordan. a chance DeAndre to Jordan. this list anytime? Let's say Andrew Wiggins. Jabari Parker, Wiggins, because he plays Maybe. both sides of the ball. Okay. And I think also Mike Conley and a healthy Joakim Noah. Noah's got to get another offensive move, though, but I think Mike Conley, 
potentially. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's great debate. I mean, you know, look, these guys, you know, look. And DeAndre Jordan, if he ever can make free throws, he's right there. He's made 13 with Duncan. Blake Griffin got 13 this year. That's only because of the injuries. Remember last year he got Yeah, and it doesn't include the playoffs. You know, you got to think. At his position, he's behind LeBron James or Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, technically, I guess, is the four. And LaMarcus Aldridge, right? There's no shame in that. What's the score before we get off? Rockets, Warriors. Well, I got to give you both scores, right? So, yeah. First thing we got to do is give you the NHL score. So it looks like uh, Anaheim. Let's get this update. Anaheim is still up. Wait. Oh. We're doing this real time, folks. We're doing this real time. Up oh, final. So Anaheim wins two one. So they're up two one in the series. Good and now real time score update eight forty eight left in the fourth. Golden State's up six eighty three seventy seven. Oof. Yeah, you know, that that's going to be rough for Houston. That's going to be rough. Listen, great show. Enjoy Memorial Day, the Memorial Day weekend. I got to shout out my son. will turn six years old on Monday, Memorial Day, when he was actually born on Memorial Day. Willie Beeman, William Truth Taylor will be six. And, uh, you know. Congrats. Uh, Happy birthday, Willie B. Can't can't believe it. Can't believe it. So we'll be back on Tuesday. Everybody enjoy the long weekend and the holiday. And, uh you know, thanks for listening and watch these games. We'll have a lot to cover come Tuesday because there's going to be some stuff happening. We'll be pretty advanced in these series. Two more games coming for each team, I think. So, yeah, it should be fun. All right, well, great show. Have a great sports weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. Let's see if J.R. Smith can have another big game and break Knicks fans' hearts. All he needs to do is be defended, right? And then he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Uh, Red tape today. We're out. We're out.